Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. We are back at it. It's uh, the year 2022, and this guy on the other end of the mic is not only fully vaccinated with my booster, but I'm also on the backside of COVID, too. So full transparency right there, 2022. We've got this. I've got this. We've all got this. I'm excited to introduce something that we are, um, and the community of principals are shifting. We are still going to have season five is is in full effect, and in season five, the hashtag you matter. We're going to still continue to focus on current principles, but we are going to have a bit of a branch, and the branch during season five is we're going to call this season 5.1, and we're going to call this hashtag next, and what I'm really excited about is bringing on MEMSPA retirees and talking a little bit about retirement, talking a little bit about what's next, talking a little bit about how, as a retiree, you can potentially stay connected not only to education but also to MEMSPA and that excites me because our first guest with hashtag next Mike Schulte welcome Mike well hello there thank you I'm excited to be here you are the first retiree wow how about that that is exciting you know what Yes. So we are, we're thrilled to have you on and um, you've been an active part of MEMSPA throughout your career. And, and um, I know that you want to stay involved. I think it's important that um, you just kind of start out and, and Mike, tell us what you're currently doing, but also give us a little snippet of what, what did you do pre-retirement as well? Sure. So I was working in education for about 32 and a half years, started off as a high school math teacher, went into the curriculum department and was the math specialist and the new teacher trainer, went into administration. Over the course of a little more than 15 years, I was an elementary principal, I was a middle school and high school administrator, and I was a central office administrator. And after about 32, a little over 32 years, I decided that there were some things I wanted to do to give back. There were things I wanted to do that helped me reconnect with my why, if I can say it that way. Absolutely. And one of the things I found is that sometimes the the farther I got from a school with some of my positions, the harder it was because I wasn't around kids. And so I wanted to be able to find a way to go back and and make, make an impact on more directly with students and what was going on in the classroom. And so the promise I made to myself was that if I was going to retire, there was going to be a reason and I was going to have some things I wanted to work towards. And a big part of that was I, I wanted to be certified as a mentor. I wanted to to go back or give back to help those who are struggling as they're taking on new challenges in education. So whether it's a teacher leader, athletic director, new administrator, I was looking to be able to be that support and that encouragement. And so one of the first things I did when I retired was I signed up for the NAESP mentoring program. Love it. I began that last February. I completed it in December. So I'm pretty excited about that. And after taking some time off to just take time off, get used to not having to set an alarm, break the routine I had for for the last 25 years in one district, 
I was ready to say, okay, now now let's let's start looking for what opportunities might be out there where I can do those things that I was just describing. Be a mentor, help encourage. And as I started looking in Wayne Westland Community Schools, they were talking of starting up an elementary sports program. And they were finding that um, their enrollment was suffering because kids were going elsewhere and families were going elsewhere. And they thought, if we offer some more programs at the elementary level that we, we aren't offering, we might be able to retain and reclaim some of those students that they lost. And so just in, in the course of going through the process of interviewing, I really liked what they had to say, and they really liked what I had to say. And so they hired me part-time to come in and oversee. Uh, it's actually called activities coordinator, not just athletics. And I'm, I'm helping to get some sports off the ground for fourth and fifth graders. We've done a flag football. We've done cheerleading, basketball. We'll do soccer in the spring. We're looking to do things with some arts and music as well and STEM, trying to find activities as a, as a way of generating a couple things, good school spirit, school culture, getting families and, and students back, working together, because through, the, through the, the heart, the beginning of the pandemic, there was so much time where we had to isolate and be by ourselves. The whole thought is if we, if we can bring them back and do school things that are fun, it's going to make that school kind of the hub of the community, and it's going to add to the overall experience. Yeah, so I mean, that seems incredibly fulfilling. So here's what here's what I hear because I I have some friends that have retired. I got one friend I run with that um, it recently retired. Sometimes through retirement, there it, it leaves a hole in the person, mm-hmm. and and so what it sounds to me, and, and I don't necessarily want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you know you had a little bit of a void, and you have found ways to fill that void and be able to give back and also. It's not only beneficial to someone that you may mentor, but it's also going to be beneficial to the community and to the school district. And to me. Yep. Right? You know, I mean, it's certainly giving back. But yeah, I, I would say that that there were things I wanted to do and I felt I could give and I couldn't give the way I wanted in the position I was in. Right? And so this has provided me with an opportunity to come in and and I guess part of what really drew me to it was it wasn't putting more work on someone else's plate. You know, a lot of times when there's a new initiative, we have this great idea here, Ben, you're going to do it. On top of everything else, you're going to do it and, and you're going to have someone else on your staff do it. And so it, your plate just grows bigger and bigger, right? They said, we want you to come in and own that. And you're going to work beside the principals so they know what's going on, but they're not going to be the ones carrying the load. I am. And I'm going to be able to meet with them and and hear what's unique to their particular school to help things to be successful there. Excellent. So we're going to dive into, we're going to hit maybe three questions or so that I would love for you to be able to share, not only with current MEMSPA members, also some some people that are on the cusp of retirement or even just recently retired or, or in a retired position of their own. Now, I guess the first one is I know from attending MEMSPA conferences and being an active member for over a decade, I would have to say that first and foremost, there's so many relationships and friendships that are fostered. Would you say that 
one thing when you retired, trying to stay connected in some way, in one way, shape or form was an important part of what you wanted to do. Absolutely. I wanted to stay connected with education, with my principal friends. The things that drew me to MEMSPA are things that are, are I want to be a part of my, my life, right? That brotherhood, that connectedness, that similar mindset. And so whether I was working or retired, whether I was on vacation or, or deep in it, relationships matter. And I found that, that it brings out a better me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully I'm helping to bring out a better, the better parts of others. And so certainly, you know, th- this whole idea of keeping the friendships alive, keeping the connections is something that I'm, I'm trying to be very intentional ab- about and being retired. I- I've got a little bit of time to do that. I hear that. So, okay. So let's kind of dive down this alley. A person, let's just say a person has recently retired. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they are feeling a void. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? How can they how can they stay involved not only in education but potentially in MEMSPA? What would you say to that person? You know, I think that before they get to that point, I think that there's a part where you, you need to take some time away, right? So yeah. so right after that retirement hits, I think I think everyone needs to take some time away and just be themselves. And then from there you start seeing what's missing. What is it that you want? Okay? And for me, some of the things I wanted were I wanted to get involved in education. I wanted to get involved in helping to help others be successful in it. And so to do that, I've got to reach out to my network of friends, right? I've got to stay connected so I can find out who are those new people who need some of that support, all right? So that's a a part of it, okay? Yeah, that's a big deal. To me, that is a really big deal. I, I love the fact that you're encouraging people don't jump right back in. Don't rush, you know, relax, take a breath. Exactly. And, you know, you refine some of those hobbies, those things you like to do again, if it's getting out and being active, if it's taking time to read, you know, and, and mixing in reading for pleasure with whatever that is with where you want to go next. Okay. And then finding people to, who are, who are, having similar interests. You know, I'm, I'm still staying active on social media. I'm still going to an occasional of the MEMSPA chat or staying on Twitter and, and encouraging and getting ideas from others just like I did before I was officially retired. So, okay. Okay. So a person takes some time off. They, they maybe take a long vacation. Maybe, maybe it's a right. year, maybe, maybe it's a couple of years. And then they start to feel a bit of that, what we call the void. Uh-huh. What do you do if you don't know where to go? Who do you reach out to? Who, if it was a blank yep. slate, because I think a lot of people are going to probably reach out to their former district, right? but maybe they don't feel like that's a safe space. Who would you say are, are safe organizations or people to reach out to? Right. As you say that, certainly an obvious one for me is MEMSPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of that is, is some of the people that I looked up to in there, right? I, I was a part of their, their Leadership Matters group. Debbie McFlone and, and Derek Wheaton are people I always reach out to and say, hey, if this is what I want to do, or this is what I'm thinking about, how do I get there? Okay. Another part I, I tried to connect with is, is people who were a little farther along in their, their career than I was. And so 
they've been through what I'm going through now, right? So as I was considering retiring, I reached out to some friends, some colleagues who had just recently done that. Talk me through, how are you handling it? All right. And so what were the concerns, just like you're saying with me right now? But it was those friends who were a year or two ahead of me. Yeah. Okay. Through them, there's a lot of people who started their own LLCs, who've gotten involved in some some things that they're passionate about. If I share that passion, I reach out to them. Okay. But it's that same network of people. It's just, I'm, I'm finding them who, who are, instead of getting their... I guess this is the way I was about to say who are getting starting, but they're starting over as well. So it's just, you know, it's a different, it's just a different layer. And just hearing from them what they did, how they're going through, who they're connecting with. And so, so that would be what I would encourage them to do is to, to reach out. And if, if your passion is reading and, and you want to be a reading expert, you know, there's the local ISDs or RISAs where you could get involved. Right. There's if it's not the the district from which you came, you know, there's there's other professional organizations. I was a state and federal programmer. There's their association there. They have a spot for people. I was an athletic director. They have a retiree's part in that. And so it's reaching out to the places that I'm still interested in staying connected with. And then they give me choices and options that I can pursue. Okay, so let's let's do this. We got we got time for really your one big final hit. And here it is. You got somebody potentially in the final years of their career. They're yep. they're thinking about retirement. They're they're on the verge potentially. What's Mike's advice? There's a couple parts with the first, you ask him, what are you gonna do if you retire? What's that day gonna look like? Do you have something, you know? And because sometimes some people wake up that next day after they're retired and say, what am I going to do? <laughs> you don't want that. Yep. Right? So so one part is, is to start working towards a plan of how you would spend some of that time. A second part is, is you know, the they're, through ORS, they have a pension calculator. You want to do that calculation and see, is there a difference between staying now, leaving in a year, leaving in three or, or so on? And it can help you to predict that. And for me, a big part of my decision was whether I stayed for six months, two years, or beyond, it wasn't going to change anything. So then it was financially, does it make sense? All right. And I guess the third thing is to say, do what you love. If your heart and passion is still in in your work, then keep doing it. If you're looking in the mirror and that passion isn't quite where it used to be, that's a message right there too. It is. Right? And so... There's opportunities. I guess that would be the last part is that if you're not sure and you know you've got more to give, but you're not sure what that is, it's okay to take a leap because there's a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of different ways that educators are needed right now. And if you can't wear one hat, there's certainly another two or three that you could and you and you can make a difference that way. Mm, well said there. Well said. You know, it's interesting. There's a recent article that came out 55% of Americans, not just educators, 55% of Americans in the next 12 months will look for another job wow. or will look to get out of their current position. So, you know, I, I'm excited that you 
came on here, Mike. I'm excited to be able to do this 5.1 hashtag next and talk to our retirees because I really think this is something that not only our current MEMSPA members, but also retirees can look at and say, you know, I need to make sure I stay passionate. What do I want to do? But how do I also make sure that when retirement happens, if, if there's a void, because for a lot of people, there is a void. How can I stay involved? How can I continue to to do what I'm passionate and what I love? And so I'm excited that you were on and I'm excited about what you're sharing. And mostly, Mike, I love the fact that you have you have stayed involved and that you are giving back not only to, to education, not only to the community, not only to Wayne Westland, but you're also giving back to yourself. And you said it so well. So thanks again for coming on 5.1 hashtag next. It was great having you. Thanks. It was great talking to you, Ben. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag Memspa chat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.